Welcome back, guys. It is episode six of Inter MKDT, mm-hmm. and we are here again in the studio after some extra hard work. Some you know, content. Let's we say are that. <laughs> smashing on with what we mm. need to do. And Pressing through. Yeah, cleaning machine, working way through our scenes. Yeah. There's some little extra new bits coming yeah, in on the side. Stuff. And it is becoming, you know, a very, very great time in the rehearsal process where we're starting to see the piece come together all of the angels and the human stuff it's all melting and blending and it's all looking really really snazzy (laughs) yeah whilst we're talking about that make sure that you head over and get your tickets so you don't miss that and that is www.mkdancetheatre.com but also (laughs) you have to make sure that you subscribe so you never miss any mkdt news about fields of cupid or anything mkdt in general Mm -hmm. and oh how can I convince you to subscribe this episode? Hmm. The Achilles will be your weak spot. <laughs> Fiona! Bruh, <laughs> that was too Fiona, where is this devilishness come from? All the mythology is just in the green mythology <laughs> feeding into my mind. You've been manipulated too much. <laughs> You've been pulled apart many times. <laughs> For real. I've suddenly become good. Fiona is evil. This is this is a new universe. This is like a parallel universe. <laughs> oh wow. So you've got to make sure you subscribe to Save Your Achilles, guys. You don't want to end up shortening it. Shortening it? Shortening Straining. Straining your Achilles. That would be the worst thing in the world. Do you know how much fear I have about an Achilles? Hold on. I will finish this off, but make sure you also hit the notification bell so you never miss moments like this. (laughs) Or if you're on Spotify, make sure that you follow so that you can download us straight to your phone so you don't miss these weird and wacky moments but i am so petrified of bursting my achilles i've got such a thing about my ankles i hate people grabbing the back of my ankles or no, that is that that's such a strange feeling does not it i dislike it a lot you, can, you <laughs> cannot replicate that feeling anywhere else in, in the body ever. the fear i have of my achilles just I, uh, 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 it's like if i could if there's if someone ever said what's the worst injury you could get I would, I would say that the Achilles is like up there, up there. For me. up there, definitely. Fair enough. Up there with a head injury, or when you like rip a fingernail. Yuck! <laughs> Hate That's it. So random, but yeah, one of no. Uh, <laughs> it's genuinely like so painful. I would take floor burns. I would take grazes on the knee. I would take grazes on the elbows, arms, whatever. Head injuries that cause you to feel so dazed. <laughs> hate it cut if you you know cut the, cut the camera i hate it that's why i'm just so against backwards rolls but that's just so to the point yeah speaking <laughs> of backwards rolls here we are at mkdt <laughs> yeah. Today. And, and like the other achilles it's just the idea of the noise because apparently like an achilles bursting sounds like a gunshot oh my god it genuinely. What have I got in this? I'm really sorry. Uh, what have I got in you? <laughs> I just, I just really dislike the idea. I'm literally the worst human. Uh, I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But yeah, it was just not, not a vibe. Not, not a vibe. So make sure you subscribe to Save Your Achilles because I never want to hear that noise in my life ever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
But today on this episode, we have some very couple of special guests coming on. Couple? A few. I know. Yeah. And we are going to be taking a little bit of a deep dive into MKDT. For any of our new listeners, you know, we are nearly five years into our company. So we have a lot of memories. We have a lot of memories to look back onto. (laughs) And hopefully... In the future, we can do a lovely big mem- commemoration of our five years. But mm. I thought, before we head into Fields of Cupid, I always like to take a look back at everything that we have done yeah. so far and with the cast that we have and what they remember and some of their favourite MKDT memories. Because, mm. you know, some although you never say you can't move forward if you're looking back, but sometimes you have to take a little bit of reflection and think of, yeah. you know, we're heading into quite a monumental, this is going to be our fifth, sixth, fifth, sixth, sixth full-length production i believe don't roast me owen i i i have a lot to keep up with but (laughs) but we've done we've done plenty but we can do plenty more let's let's put it that way we can let's make that number 50 let's say we've done 50 productions but it's it's always nice to look back when we're coming on to the monumental show week Mm. and of course we have one more episode before we get into our special event, Into Love Part 2. So before we head into our theatre, I think it's time that we take a look back and we look back with some of our cast. So Fiona, MKDT Mems, give me give me a rundown before we head over to our interview. I, I there are so few, like, <laughs> few? things that I can think about. Everything, ev- literally everything is positively lined here. Like, I can literally, <laughs> like, ev- everything... I, I couldn't appreciate it more. <laughs> it is so wild, right? The, the, re- the way I got into MKDT um, is... You've probably heard this story before on this podcast, maybe, if you've, <laughs> if you've seen the other few episodes. However, when they first like started looking for people back in um, 2019, actually, mm. late 2019, uh, for their first production of Romeo and Juliet, um, they posted ads on Instagram. I got one at, like, at least every single day. I was like, okay... <laughs> The universe is trying to send me the a message because <laughs> I cannot escape this if I tried. So um, after all that, the the consumption of my of my my Instagram page, um, I was like, "Mum, do you think I, you could take me to this this um, audition for Romeo and Juliet?" and she was like, yeah, I mean, call me if you need me. This random company with a practically empty Instagram profile, like, it was, you, it was the foundation. It, it was, like, the beginning, <laughs> beginning. I yeah. haven't met any of you. I, I had not a clue what I was getting myself into. But yeah. it couldn't have been more of a gift. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was what I needed. Yeah, for real. I think some of my favourite MKDT memories are definitely the MKDT triumphs, seeing people you know work really really hard towards something that they said at the beginning of a production like i'm never going to be able to do that and seeing them you know crack it out brilliantly oh. i very much remember my minions when i was hook being like how 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 are we going to do this and I, and I was like we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it we're gonna we'll crack we're on gonna be fierce we're gonna it's gonna be great mm. and you know what Though, you know, you look at Charlie and Alecos and they worked so hard and they really did persevere and... Peter an absolute serve. Like, I know. <laughs> Not only is it just the productions, but it's the communal memories, the lockdown quizzes that we used to do. Oh, I annihilated everyone. I want to put that on the record. I actually did. I have the, like, table of 
um, people and places. No! So I, I think it's on my camera roll somewhere. Obviously, you were number one, of course. But um, yeah, I used to um, put everyone in like a little ranked table, and you were forced to be reckoned with every single week. It was Absolutely. wild, actually. We, we we got to the end, and we were like. Well, surprise, surprise! surprise. Like, <laughs> look, Danny, your general knowledge... I may not slash... be good at a lot of things, but general knowledge and pub quizzes are certainly my thing. But from getting out-quizzed by Danny to dancing our way through every production, like, the feeling yeah. this is one of the main things for me. Because I remember, like... Even when I was like an assistant, if you will, for Peter Pan, so I could I'd come in and help with the younger kids, I, I would join in with yeah. you learning a couple of phrases. And uh, just across the whole, all of the years that I've been with them, Kitty T, it's, it's just the happiness that has come from it that I'm yeah. so grateful for. There's like, if I could like, like inside out, mm. there's just so many core happy memories yeah. to this company. <laughs> yes. Like there's just, I think when you look up on the shelf of memories, there's just... <laughs> I, I can't honestly picture... I think the only sad moments are the ones when the show ends. Yeah. And it's like... That's just the sobbing. Because <laughs> we, we cannot comprehend... No. How all, how all of it is over so quickly. No. It, it really does fly by. I am going to... Because... Oh, I hate to break the news, but I think this might be my last mkdt show i think this um, will be my last one also oh, please don't say that it makes me cry <laughs> but our ache is real i can i can already feel myself getting teary but i can i just know that last fields of cupid show i'm gonna be a wreck <laughs> i am gonna be a don't mess. approach me for the next foreseeable few weeks <laughs> because i will be inconsolable <laughs> The post-show blues is gonna just like bang. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna. This is gonna, gonna be the wipe worst. Me out. Yes, but like <laughs> even then, the MKDT memories won't end no. because I will be forcefully coming back to support my <laughs> my friends, my just pals. Fiona in the audience, like I'm back. <laughs> I yeah I, I I can't actually. I think it's gonna be so exciting to be able to um sit in a theatre and like still appreciate this company from a completely different mm. angle and i think the and do you know what I, t- I totally agree with the whole appreciating it from a different angle because i'll obviously be moving more into my staff role and mm. um, i can't cling on t- onto the on the onto t- the, t- onto the dance stance <laughs> forever i can't no. maybe I'll, I'll join the in, in the occasional class i can't help myself you, you know, know how owen has a youth company could he just make an, an oap an, an oap L- company, company. <laughs> The seniors' company, which is just <laughs> the <laughs> the ones who cannot let go. <laughs> I mean, there you go. If there's a pitch. <laughs> there's Fiona's pitch. I, the, anyway, I think it's time that we bring on our guest for today. Honestly, I'm so excited. Yeah, and that's the thing is, um, these guests they come from a spread across mm. the the rehearsal. Yeah. 
time that we've had here at MKDT and I'm so excited to get their opinions and memories and see how they've grown alongside this company and the, and the key moments that they've picked up because obviously they're going to have completely different views yeah to, hopefully no negative ones but <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have completely different you know experiences and there's moments when we're on stage and they're backstage and something hilarious might have happened that we <laughs> never would have heard about we it missed it completely Absolutely. <laughs> but regardless we best bring on these guests before i ramble forever and ever because i could talk forever and ever, ever about mkdt so fiona are we ready to take a blast from the past so ready let's, let's get go and now we are joined by three very special guests for what is our mkdt memories podcast and who better than three very long-standing members of the company to join us so welcome amy charlie and harry and also, welcome back to the pod, Harry. It's been a while. Yes, but very excited it, it to be back. It feels like a good reunion. Yeah, loving it. <laughs> of course, as I mentioned before, this is a podcast about MKDT memories. So we're just going to take a look back on where we've come so far, because obviously in a couple of weeks, we are going to our sixth show oh week with gosh. MKDT with the Fields of Cupid. Very, very, very exciting. So I think just starting off, one of the questions I wanted to ask was, What's one of your favourite MKDT memories? Charlie, you can start. Oh, there's a lot. You can say many. Yeah, I might have to. I think Peter Pan was a good one, mm. definitely. Like my first soloist role. I just loved that whole show in general. Romeo and Juliet as well, quite a big one. A little bit stressful, but by the end of it, felt like a <laughs> big achievement to remember all that. So, yeah. I think those are two highlights, definitely. Definitely. Harry, what, what do you think? What's some of your favourite MKDT memories? Well, I think, as you mentioned, Danny, obviously with Fields of Cupid coming up being the sixth production, I think what makes MKDT so unique is that this is the sixth production and there's so many cast members that have been involved in so many before. Like, me and Danny have done every single one since the beginning. Charlie and Amy came in in Pandora and have done everyone since so I think some of my favorite memories have come from the fact that a lot of us now have known each other so long and even when there's new people coming in it's so easy for them to integrate themselves in the cast and the fact that because we all have these really strong connections now there have been traditions which have arisen like over the years for example Halloween where we do dress mm. up and a fun class Christmas jumpers maybe trying out a different style some of the show week traditions class on the stage I love in between shows where we're all sat either out on the decking outside the theatre or <laughs> in one of the dressing rooms all having a sing song together and really bonding alongside doing these shows together I'd say they're some of my strongest memories which MKDT and the way it works has definitely helped to build. And Amy, what's some of your favourite MKDT memories? I agree that Peter Pan was like a huge one for me because it was my first soloist role as well. And I think just the story of Peter Pan, like that was such a great story and it was like so just heartwarming. I just really loved that. And then a personal one for me would be the tapper in Sleeping Beauty because mm. that was like a chance for me to show something that is quite unique about myself and like it's a style that not many people know and it's just so much fun. So that was a really great memory. But 
also as Harry said just like the in-between things like especially on show weeks when we're just all working together and like sitting outside on the decking in the summer I can't wait for the <laughs> show this time because that will happen again but it's just like getting to know everybody and spending time with people like that's so lovely as well. I think the common consensus there against all of those memories is and I think one of the again sort of reiterating what you've said Harry um some of my favorite MKD2 memories come from the fact that seeing seeing how big the company has grown and seeing how much people have grown especially people that have been with us for quite a while like I still remember little Charlie from Pandora is sorry I hate to be the, I hate to single you out but <laughs> no, <it's fine. laughs> I think my personal favorite memories obviously seeing the development and it's it's really heartwarming, I think, seeing how big our family of 17 has grown. To, wild, I think we have an alumni it? now of over 100. But um, we're going on to our sixth production. So if you could rank three of your favourite MKDT pieces, and that includes anything that obviously you've done in the gala or anything pre Romeo and Juliet obviously um Harry you did Savage Beauty as well (laughs) so (laughs) that was that was great that was great and what what would you say are probably your top three so oh Harry we'll start with you so for me I think one that I really loved just because it was something that pushed me out of my comfort zone and something that at the start of my MKDT journey I don't feel like I would have been able to do but because it was out of my comfort zone and I would have been scared to do it was Mercutio solo in the last Romeo and Juliet which Amy as my double cast also got the chance to do so I loved that one because it was just fully about being free and letting yourself go and smacking yourself obviously safely into the ground (laughs) (laughs) and having this weightedness that I would have been really scared to find in the first Romeo and Juliet so Mm. that's a really strong piece for me also I love the uh, pas de trois that we did at the end of Peter Pan. I thought that was really like the music and the fact that it was tying up the story and it just felt like the bow on the cake of a really, really fun production that I love to be a part of. Then what I would say for like my earliest MKDT memories, just because it was something when I came into the original Romeo and Juliet, I was not expecting to be sword fighting with fencing swords. (laughs) But the fact that me, you and Fiona, Danny, and I think Max was in that bit as well, got the chance to use swords and just all explore this completely new discipline (laughs) together was something that I remember really fondly. It seems ridiculous now. Yeah, I felt really bad for you, Harry, because you unfortunately got put with a blind person having to sword fight. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I distinctly remember I accidentally launched you into one of the stage lights, but <laughs> thankfully we managed to catch it. Yeah, than notice that. that I didn't mention that as one of my fondest memories that particular <laughs> moment. <laughs> so Amy, what would you say as some of your, what would you, how would you rank your three favourite pieces? It's hard to like put them in order, but I've got three. Right. Right. One of them would be, people in the East Company will know, my love for Electric Power Wow 2, mm-hmm. <laughs> specifically. It's really challenging. Like, Owen's made it very difficult. But I love the music, and I love how fast it is, and I like the challenge about it. I just love the creative process of that as well. Mm. I remember finding it really difficult when I first learned it, like, in 2021 when we Mm -hmm. first made it but we've just been over it like in the easter now seeing how much that i've grown in that amount of time and how much 
easier I find it now. It's like really great to look back on. But I just love the piece in general. My other one would be Mercutio's solo before the death. So I love the death, but the solo before the death was my fave. It was so many turns and it was really fast as well. I have a thing for fast choreography, clearly. Um, <laughs> but um, I just enjoyed it so much. Like, it was so fun to do and it was like playful, a little bit cheeky. Yeah, that was really lovely. I felt like it was a solo where I could really showcase my strength as an artist and just got to have fun with it. And then another one would be, we did it in the gala in October, would be the final part of the from Fields of Cupid. That's like my first proper bit of part of the that I've done. Although we're doing like intricate angel hands and it's a bit different <laughs> from normal. I really do find that like more interesting and it's really helped me develop as an artist like thinking about how to utilize those hands and how to do part of that in general and it's very dramatic and I love that about it so <laughs> those would be my top three absolutely I think do you know what you have always been on the side of faster choreography yeah. as Tink I think it's, it's been a trend babe. since then. So, but Charlie, obviously you have, do you have three pieces? Hopefully you do. Could you I rank them? I think so, yeah. I think at the top, I'm going to have to put Romeo Solo from the start of Act oh, 3. Yeah. That yeah. was one I did in the gala as well. And then obviously also in Romeo and Juliet. And I think doing it both times kind of gave me a really good sense of like progression. Mm-hmm. And the last time doing it in Romeo and Juliet, that was a really special one because it was last act like it's kind of the last big energetic bit in that whole act the rest is kind of just death and (laughs) depressing but um that was one I could kind of put everything into I remember um before going on it was backstage and Callum was telling all of us like anything you've got left in the tank you've got to put into this one I remember thinking that before I ran on for that and yeah just having it as a measure of progression from the gala as well because it felt so different doing it the second time Second, I think I'd probably have to say Jamie Sees Red. Mm. Yeah. Favorite. That was just really fun. The music, everything. The iconic kick kick. There. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then last, I think maybe the pre-ballroom trio from Romeo uh, and Julia. Yeah. That was a really fun one. Yeah. Love the music for that one as well with the costumes. I would say the masks, but they got a bit sweaty. Sweaty. <laughs> <hard to laughs> see. No. A bit horrible, a bit manky, full of foundation by the end. Yeah. Um, apart from that, really fun. I love that one. I always remember being really annoyed on that final Romeo and Juliet night when you did that solo because you just, I remember Fiona telling to me going, oh my God, that was like the best I've ever seen him do it. I went, I know, and I didn't even get it on film. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually astounded at what you'd achieved that night, Charlie. So what would you say are some milestones or I've put here a pivotal point of improvement. Okay. So I'm going to say, who did I start with last time? Who haven't I picked on? Right. Um, Amy, we're going to pick on you. <laughs> oh, no. My pivotal point of improvement, I think, would be having done Tinkerbell in January, uh, like in Peter Pan, and then doing Tink Solo again in the October gala like that for me was Mm. where I really saw that I had improved a lot because I found Tink Solo really challenging because obviously it's challenging choreography it's very tiring and very fast running theme (laughs) but then doing it in again again in October like Owen said to me that 
I had just improved so much in that time. Like my flexibility, yes. like my strength and everything in dance technique had grown so much. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when I really realised, you know, the hard work that I've been putting in is actually paying off. And Harry, what would you say was a pivotal point of improvement? <laughs> well, there's quite a few I can think of because like I've pretty much grown up with MKDT, starting the first production when I was 13 and now I'm turning 18 this oh, year. So all my. of those... Make me feel oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry, so what? all of those Sorry, continue. Oh. <laughs> has just been like continual progression with each production things I never thought I'd be able to do in the previous one then realizing oh actually it's not too impossible but I think the biggest one for me was in the Pandora process the first time I did proper partnering with anyone and it started off with Jess on Zoom in the living room when we couldn't see anyone else, Owen on the other side of the screen, getting us to try some partnering things and I would just sort of think I'm never going to be able to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, there were other problems, like if I even tried to lift her up, she'd whack into a light (laughs) above her, anything like that. But still, I just didn't see how it was achievable. And then we came into the studio and kept working on it. And each week I'd see, oh, she came a little bit off the ground that week. Yay. And see that slight improvement. And then by the show, it actually felt like I could do some of it. And then from building on that with each production, it's been like, now I don't really think about, oh my God, I'm going to have to do some partnering in this bit. Uh, This is something that is difficult for me because from the beginning, Owen's been really supportive in taking it in small steps and introducing new things Mm. each time. It's gone quite seamlessly from feeling this is something quite alien to me to going, oh, that's okay. I'll have a go if it goes wrong try again and just try not to drop anyone on their faces and so that's probably (laughs) a pivotal point of progression for me yeah face don't listen to that he won't drop (laughs) (laughs) before we move on to you charlie both of you obviously with just seeing how you both developed in terms of your artistry and even just your technique wise it's been an absolute pleasure to watch because obviously when I first met you Amy you were in the humans and they were more of a contemporary style and actually seeing you become very very confident in something like ballet and I think I think that's where I've seen a lot of improvement from you is your confidence in that aspect and it's been a real pleasure to watch and obviously Harry honestly like as you say with your partnering and you've gone from obviously playing the best friend to being the leading man and it's obviously been a pleasure to watch as well and charlie you've gone from what was it scene what was the human scene scene seven seven was it? yeah love scene that seven scene. Yeah. Iconic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scene to seven. obviously <laughs> being a leading man yourself so yeah. come on what, what was one of your pivotal points of improvement um i was gonna say actually that scene seven um and just kind of a progression within pandora since it like spanned Mm. over such a long period of time um (laughs) just kind of seeing the progression from zoom rehearsals all the way to show week in may that was kind of a big leap and then i would say romeo as well because that was my first Mm. kind of proper experience of partnering and having to do it like just a part of deer on stage after kind of watching harry doing partnering all the way since pandora and then having to step into that that was definitely a milestone having to pull off three partiters mm. um i think there was a point in rehearsal near to show week where um, me and hannah finally got that catch lift without one of us getting yeah. kicked or hitting <laughs> the floor or something and i think that was kind of a point where everyone kind of knew that we'd got it from there i don't mm. know if we ever actually got it on stage but 
we got it once. Yeah. So I remember you having it and going, <laughs> yes, yeah. in the wings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I so. actually remember me and Fiona giving each other a high five like we'd done something important. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were just so happy Imagine. that you two had come together with that choreography because I would say that sitting on the sidelines, Charlie, one of one of your greatest improvements was Romeo because you had a short space of time to pick up all of this partnering work and um, all of that technique. And I really think that you showed real grit and determination in that. And I think if anything, if there's any sort of message in resilience, it would definitely be, I would always point someone in the direction of you and Hannah in that sense. I agree, that was your greatest incline and I really enjoyed seeing that journey for you. Thank you. Mm, flourish, and Charlie. of course... We've done lots of different productions filled with lots of different characters. And you're going to have your favourite characters, whether that was Tink or Romeo or whether that was Mercutio, Mercutio or whether if, that, if that's even Cupid. But if there was one role that you didn't play, that you would be like, oh my God, give me that opportunity to play that. What would that role be? I'll give you a moment to think. I already know. Oh, OK, we'll start with you, Charlie, if you already know. Mercutio. Yeah, I've got a <laughs> I'd love to try that solo. Yeah. Um, both solos, the Yay. alive one and the death one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really Mixed fun. Match, eh? I'd love to try it. I That's agree. Fine. What do you think, Harry? What do you think would be your defining role? Well, up until now, obviously playing Cupid in Fields of Cupid, this is the first time that I've had to really embrace villainy. So that's <laughs> that's quite something that's been quite a shift for me, even though Charlie will die on the hill that Peter Pan is the real villain in Peter Pan, which yeah, I don't disagree with. He is. So, <laughs> so maybe an opportunity to have played another darker more twisted character before now watching hook solo every time you and rose do it danny i thought was i just yeah. love that whole solo and what you guys brought to it so to have had a go mm. at playing a character with that power and strength in everything they do before now i think would have been something that i'd have loved but i feel like mm. i've played yeah. quite a lot of different types of characters in mkdt so i don't feel robbed of any like chances to explore something new in each of the productions i have to say for me if there was any role i i think like oh i'd actually quite like to give that a go i would really enjoy playing i think it had to be mercutio or mercutio but amy i've bought you time what would you <laughs> i was gonna say hook as well because really yeah because it's just like really like powerful for real such a girl boss yeah. moment honestly oh, yeah <laughs> i would have loved to do that like before the before the casting even got sent out i was like you know i really enjoyed doing the pirate stuff in the audition for peter pan and i was like doing that would be super cool like i just think that that would have been really fun also something that i would have loved to do would be swing couple like underrated yeah. i would have loved to learn like all of that yeah, rock that and roll so cool. kind of style harry thrives in that love and then it. charlie obviously <laughs> did that in the show and it just looks so fun like all the lifts the cheesiness the smiling all of that it's similar to the tapper it's just super fun so that is something that i would have loved to do and just give a go because i do like jazz and musical theater so i feel like that would have played into my strengths and just I would have been able to kind of let go with it as well. Definitely. For me, I'd probably say I'd like to have played something a little bit more evil in Sansa. So I remember in the first Romeo and Juliet, there was a ballroom scene with, I think it was maybe four or five of you, and 
it was so intricate and detailed and just stunning to watch Harry and I literally learned it backstage because we were such fangirls of it and I will forever be envious of Carabos. I adored that role on both you Danny and Liv. Yeah something a little bit darker. I feel like as well we've got a very very different piece ahead. Fields of Cupid has pushed people to consider how artistry can be communicated when there hasn't already been history behind a character you know when doing character research for example for something like Hook there's been Hook has been done since the dawn of whenever that book was written and you know Mercutio has had a hundred years behind it of history and people playing it and how you might want to pull that off and thinking about what are you excited about for this coming up show and what are you excited about for Fields of Cupid? I have to go with Harry first, seeing as he is the (laughs) lording angel himself. I've got my angel fingers out ready to answer this question. I mean, for starters, I mean, I know you can't see this on the podcast, but that is something that has been really interesting to explore in this whole process. Half of us are playing angels where you can't just have normal hands. You have to have pointy fingers and really twisted hands, even when you come into contact with other people. So like Amy was saying, our pas de deux, we can't just be holding hands. It's all twisted and it's been really interesting to explore that and I'm looking forward to seeing how that comes across on stage and then also to just see the vision that Owen has in creating this original show and live with all the costumes because from what we've heard like you've got this grass around the edges the quite stripped back lighting the costumes the hair it sounds like it's going to be a sort of whoa moment to just see it Mm. all come together and the fact that it's a one act show rather than having intervals in it and this build up without pause through this set and everything coming together and it having this big build up and crescendo at the end and seeing the whole progress of the show in this one act and all the really interesting choreography that we've seen come together so far in the rehearsal process is what I'm really excited to explore, especially as we get closer to show week. Absolutely. I feel like that it's always going to be like a Pandora moment when we all came in for the first time and saw that big, massive box. Yes. And we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie, what are, what's something you're looking forward to with Hills of Cupid? I would say from what I've seen so far, the costumes definitely look Mm. good i think i might have to say i haven't tried them on yet but i think they're going to be one of the favorites yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think just when once everyone's wearing it and we have that first scene of everyone dancing together i think that's gonna be a pretty big moment also something i'm looking forward to is kind of characterization because obviously doesn't really exist anywhere else there's like I've googled yeah. him Ross there's like a few little wikipedia pages <laughs> but apart from that there's absolutely nothing so I think it's also been quite a challenge to characterize being an angel because we kind of have to have this solemn not glazed over but kind of serious personality mm. the whole time so I think trying to find how to express within that and then kind of branching out into movement as well has been quite a challenge but something I'm looking forward to putting on stage and Amy, what what are you looking forward to with Fields of Cupid? I would say I'm looking forward to allowing Sykes' character to develop over the progression of the show because she starts as a human, she's kind of, she's not out there, she doesn't really have much about her. 
she just kind of blends in with the other humans and then she gets turned into this angel and then by scene 12 which is the scene that I'm most looking forward to allowing that character progression and really getting into the story is something that I'm really looking forward to and having that final powerful moment is something that I can't wait for and (laughs) it's just will be like really empowering for me and also I'm just looking forward to like seeing everything on the stage as well like the lighting I think that's going to really help bring everything together I'm also excited for just seeing how the set's going to work because Owen's given us some spoilers about like where the humans start I'm not going to give too much away but where the humans start (laughs) in the theatre and how the wings are going to be sorted out and things like that that is something that I think is really going to tie everything together and just make everybody really excited and get into it like we did our full run through yesterday and like seeing how people really got into the roles like as it went on was really great to see so I'm looking forward to seeing like in the theatre how much more elevated that can be as well. Definitely. I feel like Fields of Cupid is very much one of those shows where the accumulation of show week and seeing all the set and the costumes and all of the layers of this of the piece, especially something that Owen's talked about on the podcast before, how layered this show is and how many intricate parts play in not just the main suit of the choreography, but of the different strands of the narratives and not just the main line. I feel like it's going to be quite overwhelming. It's going to be one of those moments when you're going to sit there and go, oh, like it all clicks together. So I'm, I'm, that's what I'm very excited for. I'm very excited for everyone to be able to finally put all of the pieces together and go, oh, okay, now this is, this yeah. is like, this is Fields of Cupid. This is what this is meaning for me. This is what the show is going to come together like. And I, that's, that's re- always really exciting. I feel like that show week clarity. Mm. It's always great. Of course, this wouldn't be an MKDT Memories episode if we didn't talk about show week. Because show week is a rather iconic time at MKDT. We like to have fun as well as put on a show. So, including both on stage and backstage, what would you say are some of the most iconic MKDT show week memories? I'm going to go to Charlie. There's a lot. I'll start with an easy one. Uh, End of Pandora on the stage. Mm. That was a big one. Because obviously it being, what, eight months long? Mm. Having Mm. to suffer through dancing in bedrooms and (laughs) running around during quizzes and then coming to the end of all that, (laughs) I think was a pretty big moment. What else has there been? I think some interesting makeup moments. Getting Pandora, (laughs) all the boys' hair. Interesting one. Your hair needs to be more curly, Charlie. Go on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I think everyone on Earth can agree that we don't want that look back. <laughs> um, what about the time you accidentally method acted the dagger at the end of Romeo oh, oh yeah god <laughs> yeah. yeah um the dagger the last performance of Romeo and Juliet stabbed myself so hard with a plastic dagger that it went through my t-shirt and myself yeah think Harry can, yeah exactly I think Harry can remember the moment when we got back to the dressing room and I was taking my braces off and stuff and realised there was a hole in my t-shirt yes. and then realised there was a hole in me as well <laughs> Um, <laughs> show must go on yep exactly <laughs> harry what would you say is some of your iconic show week memories one specific memory which has happened in show week that sometimes i just laugh to myself thinking about is the fact that we got to do the on-stage podcast at the end of pandora oh, that was which so was a really cool, amazing yeah. opportunity and honestly sometimes when i'm trying to go to sleep i just replay in my head phoebe saying that there's been 1800 <laughs> days in the pandora <laughs> 
I just found it hilarious. I couldn't stop thinking about it for weeks. But the fact that not only that moment, the fact that we got to come together with all of the founders of the company and a few of the cast members to talk through this whole mammoth Pandora process, which, as Charlie said, took so long to finally get onto that stage. That felt like a great moment. And then also some of the things that happen in show week every year that seem quite small, but just bring me so much joy. So, for example, when we are doing our makeup backstage before, I mean, Charlie's very good at doing his own makeup. I have been really resistant to learning for no real reason. (laughs) So other people are doing mine all the time. So that's a fun moment. We have a different playlist for each show that gets put on in the dressing rooms. People all helping each other out, singing along, having a load of fun. I love that. I love the little pep talks that happen before the show, Mm, which end with our nothing can go wrong if we work as a team. One, two, three, MKDT coming together for especially the first time we do that before the premiere and the curtain coming up and having all this build-up of adrenaline and buzz is just so fun and then just kind of rushing around backstage during the show everyone helping each other get on for cues in time I'll always remember in the first Romeo and Juliet Fiona having to count like 16 lots of eight backstage (laughs) while I was just running around so she could know when to push me on stage and it's just (laughs) moments like that of teamwork and collaboration that are really great memories of show weeks for me. Absolutely. And Amy, what were some of your iconic MKDT show week memories? Some of the things that I like hold close to my heart is like just the little things that happen in each show, like Peter Pan getting sewn into my tink costume and then just having the glitter poured all over me. Mm. That was just like so magical and just made me really excited. And then Sleeping Beauty, when... It was time for the tapper when I would just go backstage and I was just by myself and I was just in the dressing room <laughs> practicing my wings every time before I went on. Like that just made me so excited. And then walking up the stairs and then creeping down onto the stairs. I really love that. And just the tapper is such an iconic show week memory for me. Coming back onto the stage like halfway through the tapper and hearing the huge cheer at the end, that was just made me so grateful and then something that's like a blooper that happened in show week was in r&j where we all did meditation on the stage like jess was leading this meditation (laughs) on the stage and we were all just lying there and then like the next thing on the queue was like some really upbeat song i don't know what song it was i'm the guy with the bass yes (laughs) that was laughter and then I remember just lying there really trying to hold back the laughter but I was just lying there like laughing to myself with my eyes shut and I could just hear everybody like losing it that was such a funny memory and I'm sure something like that's gonna happen again (laughs) along with like the hard work and the and the obviously choreography and and what we enjoy doing on the stage what makes show week is equally the show week bloopers and the and the fun behind the stage it really helps when you've got a great community behind you to put on a great show especially when you're going on for quite a high energy scene and everyone's feeding that energy together and I and you know what I I can't wait to really get into that with Fields of Cupid because there's definitely a lot of energy to go around with that piece so obviously it is MKDT pod tradition that we have a game yay and we've been (laughs) switching up the games a little bit on this season so I am delighted to bring on a game that is essentially 
Guess the memory. Ooh, now, I have three rounds. There is a word and phrase round. There is a backstage bloopers round. And there is also on stage memories. Mm-hmm. So I, obviously, on our little group chat, am going to send across some blurred images or some videos or I will just tell you what the quote is. Is and you have to fill the gap. So we'll go with the quote round first. You need a buzzer. What's your buzzer's gonna be? Can we make noises with our mouth? Yes. <laughs> so how else are you gonna do it? <laughs> I thought she meant so sort of serious. go and get a real buzzer. Sorry, Dad, yeah. I don't have one just off next no. to me by my side. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Wow. That's what I meant anyway. <laughs> Can we use our mouths? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Okay, I'm gonna go. Wah. I'll go beep. I'll go ding. Okay, so, finish the quote. This is for one point each, okay? And also, at the end of, obviously, without being completely, totally obvious, the person who had the most points at the end wins, okay? I just have a logistical question so I can maximise my chance of winning, Danny. Absolutely, yes. Thank you. So, my question is, when we do our buzzer, do we wait for you to say who you heard first before we give yes. our answer? Yes. Thank you. Ready. Okay. <laughs> so... Finish the quote. Where's blank? I'm coming! Bah! (laughs) (laughs) Diana. It's right, yep. Where's Diana? I'm coming. Love that moment. (laughs) So, where is that from, Harry? What is that? From Sleeping Beauty Time Warp where we went through a (laughs) hundred years of history to allow us to go from the first half of the show to the second half. And Scarlett played Princess Diana and was uh, having to rush around the stage to get there in time. And so, was it Jess who shouted, where's Diana? Who was it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was shouted, Jess. Where's Diana? And Scarlett was just sort of army crawling along the floor. I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a fun moment. <laughs> okay, so the next quote is, it's quite a long one, so be prepared to listen. How will I know when the blank Ding! turns Wah! blank in the raid? Or... I'm going to give that... Was that Amy? I think that might have been Amy. Lights. Is that the... That's the first blank. How will I know when the blank turns blank in the blank? <laughs> How will I know when the lights turn on in the raid? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so where's that from, Amy? <laughs> that is from Peter Pan Show Week in the tech run when you, Danny, <laughs> asked the question, How will I know when the lights turn on in the raid? When you can just open your eyes and see them. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I just... Right, my, my logic behind that question was we were going to be behind the gauze and I didn't realise that the lights weren't... were also going to turn on behind the gauze as well. So I thought they were just going to be in front of the gauze. So I was like, how will I know when they turn on? So that... I'm not that thick. I'm a little bit thick, but I'm not that thick. <laughs> And you're not that blind. No, I'm not that blind either. (laughs) No. Okay, next quote. The sky goes dim, the sky goes black. Cause blank. Blank. Oh, I can't pick. Quick, rock, paper, scissors. Give it to Charlie. He's not had one yet. Yeah, give it to Charlie. Charlie, go on. Is it because I loved her and she didn't love back? Yeah! That's one point to Charlie. Where is that from, Charlie? Uh, Pandora Act 2 Scene 1. Yes. <laughs> Iconic bit of music. I'm going to have to put Absolutely. it in the pod just so people can hear. Uh, Ghosted. 
<laughs> I still remember everybody's face when Owen first played that. Like, <laughs> what is this? But... <laughs> okay, so actually, that was quite a good finisher quote round because you're all on one point. We now move on to the backstage bloopers round. So I need you to tell me what show is this from? Mm -hmm. Ready? Bang. Ding. Beep. Oh, I think that was Amy. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. What? So, Charlie, enlighten me. What is this? Explain yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the day where all the glittery shoes were brought in for everyone to try, and me and David felt left out. So we found a pair and shared a pair. I love it. It's, but it's so iconic. You're actually like the what the weird thing is there's so many photos of David standing in that very position. <laughs> all there. the time, all through history. You go back to the Viking Age, there's just David standing there in that boat. <laughs> <laughs> and your final one. This is your backstage memory. Ding! Ding! Go on. That's, that's Where's Diana? I'm coming. It is Where's Diana? I'm coming. Right, yeah. Amy, congrats. That's another point. So now we are moving on to onstage memories. So there are two ways of getting points and you can get double points. So you get a point for telling me where the show's from. Okay, so where is this photo from? And then secondly, you get a point for telling me what the context is behind that photo. So what scene it is or what's happening in that moment. And they get a little bit more difficult as it goes along. Okay? okay. So, your first memory is bang. I can't see. Beep. Oh, what the hell? Is it supposed to be It's meant to, to be, be blurry. blurry. <laughs> it's supposed to be blurry. <laughs> Charlie, was that Ding, a I know it, but Charlie's already gone beep. I don't know if I actually know it. I just ding, beep. ding. I, I see one right. of the people. Charlie, you've got three seconds and then I'm going to Amy. Absolutely no clue. Right, Amy. That is Peter Pan and that is... Emily Monnier hugging Freddy with the teddy bear. Oh. Wow, that's two points to Amy. I thought it was Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the actual photo. Isn't it cute? Oh, that's oh, lovely. Wow. Yay. Don't I have such a big smile on my face? <laughs> yeah. A little bit smaller there as well. <laughs> told you I'd grown this up with This is what Uncle I meant DG. by when I thought you were like 13, Harry. This is, this is... Right, your next photo is... Okay, now I'm prepared for it to be blurry. Okay. Beep. D ding. Oh, Charlie, go. Um, it is David on stage wearing his cape in Pandora. Yeah, um... wow. That's two points to Charlie. Right, your next photo is... Da, 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 da. What? Ding! What? <laughs> Go, Harry. Did I get one? Yeah, you got it. Oh, yay. Okay, that is Max and David in the original Romeo and Juliet fighting. Absolutely it is. Harry, well done, you got two points. Yay! <laughs> Thank <laughs> so you. Here was the... I'm sure we've all seen this photo, but here is the original photo. And your next photo is... Bing! What the hell <laughs> is that? What? What? Go, Harry. I'm going to go for Aurora and her father in Sleeping Beauty. It's not. Oh. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Wah. Wah, go hurry. Swing couple? No. <laughs> is there, how, can you tell us how many people are in Beep. it? Yeah. There's two people in this, Charlie. Okay. Feels a Cupid part of her? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, Based on there. the white. It's a bit like it. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Two what people in it. What is this? 
You've stumped us, Danny. I told you they were going to get harder. Um, Beep. Beep, Charlie. Does it have Jamie in it? No. Oh. Right. I will give you the name of the show, but you only means that you can only get one point for this round. Yeah. Okay. This is from the most recent version of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, what? No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I think we're lost, Danny. Okay. What? I'm going to have one more go. go. Is it during the Crip Pardida? No. Uh. It is. Here is your photo. It's you, Harry. What? 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 (laughs) (laughs) I liked this photo because it's both you and Scarlett looking very offended. And Scarlett's braces come off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Nice little bit of costume adjustment on the stage. Yes. Yeah. I, I see now. Yeah, no points that round. Next one. I'll give you an easy one. Bang. Beep. Ding. Wah. <laughs> Go on, Charlie. Uh, swing couple. Swing couple. It is. Amy, you looked mightily offended then. What? <laughs> yeah, because I thought I said it first. <laughs> oh, sorry. Your next one is. Bing. Ding. Right, go on, Amy. Oh, I know that. That's one. me yeah, yeah. in Tink Solo doing a leap mm. on the left. It is. On the left. Ding. <laughs> An extra point for what leg she's on. <laughs> <laughs> right. And your next one is. What? Ding. Go on, Harry. That's that one where I've got that guinea pig looking sort of face. You've got like me, you and Fiona fighting around. <laughs> guinea pig looking in face. And Juliet, the original. I mean, you're right, but I didn't think you looked like a guinea pig. <laughs> I, love I that like. Picture, I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> Look at it though. It's like weaselly. <laughs> right, so that's two points to Harry. I feel bad that you called yourself looking like a guinea pig, but Can I anyway. Get a bonus point because I'm feeling really down on myself. Pity. <laughs> oh, do you know what? No. no. Your next one is. Bing. Oh, that was like a three. Don't know how to settle that one because you all came through at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a number. What number am I thinking of between one between and ten? Between what? Four. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that doesn't work. Charlie. Seven. Not, none of you were correct. Yay. One, a number between one and five. Go. Can't be the same one. Three. three. Why are you all going <laughs> Three. <laughs> Right, uh, I don't, I don't know how to settle this. When's my birthday? Oh, or it's or like uh, it was RLSB yes, show one I know year. That. I want to say like twenty third or twenty fourth of July. You're wrong. Um, what, is, oh. <laughs> what was the name of the character in Romeo and Juliet I first played? Wah. Wah. Killian. I feel like that was maybe a bit unfair. Hold on. I can't think of a way of deciding this. <laughs> no, I did, I did know that. I think Charlie knew that as yeah, well. Yeah, I knew that as well. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. well, Harry, so we'll, go we'll on. Let what Harry have it. It's yeah. a control. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. So it's my blue hair uh, holding my sister in a backbend in Pandora. Here is the final photo. Now, this one is for three points. There you go. Ding! Beep. Wah! I think that goes to Amy. That's the Feels a Cupid poster. <laughs> yeah, it is the Feels a Cupid poster. So congrats, Amy. You Thanks. are MKDT Memories champion. Thank you, guys. 
of course, for coming on. Anytime. And as we've seen here, this is the Fields of Cupid poster. So make sure that you go and buy your tickets to go and support these lovely people so that we can all keep on making memories at MKDT. We can continue to support lots of young dancers in your local area. So you can find your tickets at www.mkdancetheatre.com. And once again, thank you guys very, very much for coming on. I hope you've had fun. I've had fun. Yes, so thank have. you so much. Thank it's you. been excellent, yeah. apart from losing oh. the game. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Tell you what, Harry, we'll have a rematch at one point. You can come back on and hopefully you can redeem yourself. Thank you guys so much again for coming on. And I will be heading back with Fiona into the studio now to close up this episode. So thank you much. Gu- th- oh, thank you much. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Fiona, I think I'm going to cry. Oh, no. <laughs> for, oh, for real, though, I love having discussions like that. Because you don't, you often don't have enough time to mm. be able to look back and really uh, like, appreciate how far we've come. Appreciate the time you've mm. spent and all the effort you've put in as a collective. And I'm really grateful for all of the guests are coming on and giving that discussion to us. Absolutely, what a treat! It's do you know what? I always love looking back with you know old and new members mm. and. And, and just seeing how, you know, we have really grown from the ground up and that yeah. really that when I, and I hope that in years to come when we're on production 50 million or whatever, that people can look back and go that actually these productions were built on a lot of happiness yes. and were built on a lot of joy and it was really just a celebration of dance and that is where our foundations really lied. Our so, sense of community absolutely. was the real beginning here. Truly, that community, ah, oh, the community. Oh. I love Fiona, you're gonna, so much. You're going to start me off. Stop it. You're just thinking about the, uh, the last upcoming weeks. I, Stop I, it. Okay, that's enough. Stop. I can't. We have one more part to do. <laughs> anyway, we have to, we have to <laughs> pull ourselves together, we'll Fiona. stick it out. But our, our final interlude when we were on stage and signing off, we're just going to thank you for being so much. <laughs> <laughs> but of course thank you so much for listening to us talk about whatsoever again yeah we absolutely love having you guys come and watch us every week or mm. listen to us if that's on spotify or any of our listening platforms yeah. so to make sure that you don't miss any upcoming news about mkdt make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below or a follow button wherever you're listening yeah and also hit notifications so that you can either download us straight to your phone or that you are the first one to click on a youtube video and find out about anything that's going on about mkdt mm-hmm. yeah make sure to also interact with our other platforms facebook instagram tiktok with the at mk dance theater and then yeah you'll be able to delve more into um what we're like as a company see more of danny's content see more of everyone's um <laughs> past show photos and things like that and kdc mems mm-hmm. and yeah get into the new content and upcoming show week content possibly Ooh. Ooh. and of course make sure that we absolutely love feedback mm. so you can send feedback our way of course on any of those platforms but also yeah. send us your mkdt memories our way let's hear some let's get it yes please can we, can we hear it for the memories yeah <laughs> but honestly with that being said again thank you so much for listening and also we can't have memories without making new ones so come and make some new memories by watching us at the fields of cupid that oh, is yes. the, at the venue mk from the 2nd to the 4th of june mm. and you can find your tickets at www.mkdancetheatre.com and do you know what 
search for those best seats in the house and <laughs> really make sure that you were there and you were making some epic memories with us. You're present and we'll be right there with you. Absolutely. Your support means everything to us and your support means that these happy memories that you've heard about in the past can continue on for many, many years to yeah. come. So, with that being said, Fiona, thank you again for coming on once more. <laughs> and, and we shall dearest. see you guys next week. Thank you very much again for listening. And in the meantime, bye. bye.